it'll be hilarious if none of us wanted to do that today. <laughs> more. But yo, let's get into the topic, bro. Like, let's not waste time. And it makes me nervous because I don't even know how to go about this, right? Oh, man. Hello, oh. everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Fellas 5 podcast. Wait, uh, do we start? You're going to do the thing when you uh, when you ask everybody how they're doing, right? If I wasn't going to, I'm hello? going to now. <laughs> I love these guys. All right. Hello? So, um, yes. So, welcome to another episode, everyone. Um. Let's open this evening with checking in on everybody. Hey, oh, Quan. A moment of silence. No, no, not, not oh, yet. Okay. Quan, how you doing tonight, brother? Bruh, um, uh, I am so ready to get into the topic today, but I'm good. I, I'm well. I am blessed. I am, I am excited that the weather is starting to warm up. I finally was able to go get my clothes out of storage, get my shorts. And of course, as soon as I do that, the weather wants to take a spill and get all cold again with some real lunacy type stuff. But I'm good. We 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 in a good place. Can't complain. All right, all right, uh, brother Rio, how you doing tonight? Man, I'm blessed and highly favored, as they say. Hey, judge, <sighs> judge, stuff is great. I actually will be. I won't be potting next week. I will miss you guys. Aww. Um, but um, I will be unplugging and going on vacation. Yeah. Celebrating a good friend's birthday. Uh, going out of town for a bit. It's going. Cool. Looking forward to it very, very much so. I'm right, so, gonna miss you, bro. Yeah, you definitely I'm, be missed. I'm excited about that. But everything's good. Cool. I miss you guys too. I think about you guys. Okay. He ain't gonna be thinking about us. Yeah, no, I, no. I think about you every. Not night. so much, but I, I mean, I always think about you guys. I love you guys. You're my brothers. <clears throat> I love you guys. Aww. But yeah. Not that much. I am gonna probably be inebriated. So wrong with that. I don't know. I'll probably be inebriated and just in a very joyous mood. Gotcha. Very joyous mood. So yeah. yeah. Joyous. Brother Kevin. Brother Kevin. How you Yo, doing? man, I I'm blessed, man. When I when I wake up in the morning and then when I lay my head to rest every day of my life, I, I've been blessed. <laughs> God, it doesn't stop. <laughs> Every, every week, every episode. week, yeah, it's another fucking quote from a song that Kevin can't sing. <laughs> ah! <laughs> right though, we like it. We like we like trends. Yeah, that's that's it, man. Um, but then you know things is cool. How, how about you, sir? How's how's Doc? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, you know, I look forward to this catching up with my people. So uh, thank you for uh being here, uh, spending some time with me for this evening. Um, but yeah, I'm good. You know, things going on, just getting ready for some work stuff. But you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to these 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 things happening, doing things, making things better than I found them. So you know, I'm excited for the opportunity. Chris, and again, happy to be. That answer, that answer for Chris. If you, I pretend I'm Chris. And so, brother Chris, uh, how you doing tonight? Fine. <laughs> brother, brother, brother Chris is not with us tonight. We uh, he's got some stuff going on, but uh. He's with us in spirit, and uh, we miss him tonight. But um, you're just with the four of us this evening. Yeah. I want to punch Quad in the face. And um, you know, you could have listened to any podcast in the world, but you know, you're, you're here with us, and we truly appreciate that. We do. That's yeah, a true statement. Shout state. out to our international listeners too. Yeah. And our and our national listeners. And national, and international. All let's the get weird. Let's Indeed. Get weird. Right, before yeah. we get super weird, let's uh introduce this topic for today. So. 
boy. for those that don't know, May is um, Mental Health Awareness Month. So in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, um, I thought it'd be I thought it'd be interesting to kind of have discussion around taking care of ourselves and just um, and one of the ways that we do that is with help. Um, and the question that I have for us for the evening and the discussion topic is both specifically and generally, why is it so difficult to ask for help? Right. So I thought that we could kind of open with some, you know, general thoughts and maybe some dialogue and, as to why we think it may be difficult for folks to ask for help in any kind of a any kind of situation. So it's open. Let's go. I, uh, you know, for me, uh, for a while in my life, and I'm still not good at it now, as good as I, I would like to be, or I, maybe I wish to be, um, at asking for help. I, I think it it, it, pri- it primarily boils down to two things for me. Um, it's the fear, perhaps the perception of looking weak, right? And that you need help and that you can't handle, you know, the things life throws at you on your own. And then also for me on the other side, the second piece is trust. Um, you know, I, I, I had a hard time feeling vulnerable or being vulnerable um, with folks that I wasn't sure if I could trust. Now, saying this to my best friends in the world, they may be feeling like she felt that way about us. No, but to me, it was kind of like, all right, I can hold my own. I don't, I don't need to lean on anybody. Or or also, I guess the third piece, which you don't think about as much, um, or maybe you don't vocalize as much, I don't want to be anybody else's burden. Mm. Um, so those, I think, are things that, you know, I can get into my feelings sometimes. And instead of, of speaking to people and, and kind of working through things, um, you know, I'll, I'll try and I'll close up and just try and figure it out on my own, which is hard to do and not always productive. Um, you know, it's very um, easy to get into a rut if you don't ask for help. So, um, so yeah, so don't, you know, you use these things that I'm saying as, as lessons to learn to lean on your friends or lean on the therapist, um, lean on a mentor, um, lean on somebody that can, um, you know, help shed light. Um, or maybe it's just something that you need to get off your chest. And, um, you know, maybe there is no great, you know, sometimes you talk to people and there is no great, uh, answer. There's no great kind of direction. Sometimes life does suck, but you know, it's, it's easier to talk about it in those moments, even if you don't get, an immediate solution. Um, so yeah, that's, I'll stop there, but yeah. When you don't win, when you're not strong, I'll be okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, <laughs> so we just gonna have Quan sing lean on me. I, I was, I was waiting for me. <laughs> I didn't want to, I, I was waiting for anybody. <laughs> um, you have to edit this part out. Warren. Um, I mean, for me, it's nope. kind of, it's kind of similar to, to Kev. In regards to like I'm not good at asking for help. Like, I'm not. Um and it's again, I, uh, I, it, I but I feel like I was raised this way. Like I feel like it was kinda like in like ingrained in me, like to ask for help or something like that is again, it's like a, a sign of weakness or and as I got older, I looked at it as a vulnerability. Like this is something somebody's gonna use against me later, like later down the line. Like and I just never wanted to be in that position for you know a shortcoming or you know something i was going through i was going through a a tough time for somebody to you know use against me so you know it's better i felt like it was better for me to tough it out 
and you know figure a way out through it or or take the loss like even though I, I may not have had to like I may not have had to I may have had a good enough support system around me um to get me through something but because I didn't you know because I had my own personal trust issues and um and things like that I allowed them to kind of keep me away from doing that like I guess, I guess pride and ego may you know play a part in that as well um but for me it was like the biggest thing is I like I don't like to be vulnerable with anybody uh male or female um because I don't ever want it used against me I don't ever want a, a moment of weakness or a moment of need to be used against me um that has, you know, obviously changed as I got older, um, as I learned to error my ways and, you know, realized there I, I had like, you know, I have true friends in my corner that, you know, honestly care about my best interests just as much as I care about theirs and things like that. But I mean, growing up and going through, you know, certain experiences and things, um, those were like my roadblocks or those were like my mental hurdles that I struggled to get over. Um, and a lot of, like in a lot of situations and a lot of things. Um, so yeah, like I, I, I didn't want to jump right in cause I, I kind of really had very similar things like have to say, I didn't really have much, you know, I didn't have much to add, should I say, I guess like, again, the only other thing I guess that Kev didn't mention was like the idea of like, asking for help could be like an insecurity or something like that. But yeah, other than that, it's, it's kind of, you know, kind of on the same wavelength as him. Okay. Uh, before Warren hops in with his, his uh, answer perspective on this question, uh, I will, I will say that in addition to what these fine gentlemen have, have added thus far, I think sometimes access to help could be a reason or a barrier as to why people don't ask for help. Um, if you don't have readable, or I'm sorry, I made up a word there. Um, <laughs> readable. <laughs> you know, I want to say credible, but um, yeah, now I can't stop thinking readable. You don't readily have available. Thank you. And readily available. God, I put like four words together. I've been <laughs> drinking. I apologize. Um, so if you don't have like readily available access to said help, that could be a reason why people don't ask because they're like, well, I can't get it anyway. So what's the point in asking or in trying to get said help? If we're particularly talking about mental health, um, it may be too cumbersome or difficult to actually get the help that you need. And so therefore you're like, well, I'll, just work it out. I'll figure out something else because I can't afford to get across town to see this specialist or I can't afford to see the specialist or you know, I don't even know where to start in order to determine if I need to see a specialist or who would I talk to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I think all those things could be a barrier. But also, in addition to, I think it's interesting when we say that we have difficulty asking for help because most, if not all of us, learned how to do a number of different things that required us soliciting help from somebody else. So for instance, uh, tying our shoes or riding a bike or swimming or driving a car. Like those are instances where we all 
had to ask somebody for help or we were helped by someone in order to become better at doing something or to learn a skill. And so in some ways it's, it's very interesting indeed um, why we would have difficulty, you know, asking for help when in other instances we almost don't. I'm gonna chime in right there because because just that that specific that little segment you just mentioned about again in regarding to like tying your shoes or things like that like the mm-hmm. you know the little things you learn when you're younger yeah from my, and I'm speaking from my experience the lessons I remember from that was I need you to learn how to do this so you don't have to ask anybody to do this for you mm-hmm. so again somebody was assisting me but it was kind of a thing of like you were teaching me so that again, everything was around this independence thing, whereas Mm. I don't, I'm not supposed to look to anybody else to do something. It was, all right, you're going to know how to do this so you can do this for yourself. Mm. You don't have to go to anybody for, granted, I mean, it's it's this, like, you don't have to go anybody to tie your shoe. You know, I was learning how to ride a bike, so you can ride a bike, you know, but the way I was taught, it was kind of like, I'm teaching you these things for you to not have to go to somebody else for something mm-hmm. like that's how it was always positioned to me so while i can agree with what you're saying but it, it was kind of like it was kind of like my parents like from from again how i took it it was as if they were teaching me these things because they were obligated not because they were trying to help me it was you're my child you need to know how to do these things mm-hmm. so i'm gonna show you how to do these things and like that's it not like I'm helping you. Like, you know, it didn't come, like those lessons didn't come across in that manner. So it's like, while I can see what you're getting at, I, it depends on how that message is delivered. Right. And I so, know for me, it, it wasn't delivered in that manner. Like it wasn't delivered like, oh, I'm just helping you out. It was like, no, you need to know how to do these things. So when you get out here, you like, you're okay. So learn these things. So, yeah. I want to jump in on that too, because I, I had a similar experience, and I think part of the reason, maybe why myself and perhaps Rio too, um, may may be reluctant to ask for help, because I, I think in that in that same vein, in that same regard, as we were being taught these things, it was so that we would no longer be a burden onto our parents or whoever else knew how to do it. Like you know, I had to hurry up and learn how to tie my shoes, so I didn't have to ask like an older cousin or like ask my grandma or like whoever else would be like, I don't want to do this no more. Why don't you just learn this? You know what I mean? Like you learn it. So I don't, I can, I have to stop, I can stop doing it for you. So, um, so I think a lot of things that we were taught or I was taught, um, as Rio was saying, it wasn't just because it's like, Hey, I'm being kind. I'm helping you. It was, all right, you need to learn this. So I, I don't have to do it anymore. Like you can, you on your own now, like you got it. And, um, and I think, you know, unintentionally, um, and not saying that's the same for every black male, which we happen to be, um, or every kid who grows up in, in, in an urban environment, which we happen to have done. But I think that a lot of people have a similar experience where, you know, perhaps uh, things are taught to you and you're encouraged to be independent as quickly as possible. And part of that independence is you not needing help even when you you think it like this like you know you might have some people and different people are different at, at different jobs that i've observed but someone's been at a job for a couple of weeks maybe in a couple of months and you know in those first few months everyone's going out of their way to help them stopping by hey you're, i heard you were new if there's anything i can show you let me know 
after six months to a year, you know, people start pulling back. And then it's upon it's on the shoulders of that person, that new person, to go out and say, "All right, I need more help," or do you just sit there and try and figure everything out? Like, I'm I'm in that position now. Like, I've been at my job for like seven months. I know eighty percent of the stuff I can do, but instead of asking for help to do something in like twenty minutes, I'll take the hour to figure it out on myself. This is like ah, I need to know this. You know what I mean? Yeah, that um, I <laughs> I love that's it. my emphasis. Yeah. This is button. Um, but um, but yeah, so I, that that is an interesting thing. Like, I wonder if we learn stuff or teach ourselves things to avoid asking for help when it, you know, someone probably was right there to 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 do it for us. So I, I'm gonna put a pin in that because I want to come back to that. But I know Warren wants to answer this question for himself. So Warren, if you could, um, why do you think that people don't ask for help? Go. So, you know, obviously we've we've gone through a list of a bunch of them. Um, and, you know, I, I if I had to really think about it, I, I I would argue that it really comes down to some kind of like core feelings that we carry within ourselves. So maybe to um to Mary's point of insecurity, um, you know, and, and kind of like the whole idea of vulnerability and how difficult it is for us to be vulnerable, because I, I think we all, you know, everybody wants to be able to feel self-sufficient. Everybody wants to have this feeling that they can do a task. They can complete a task on their own. They they don't need someone, right? We we start off as young children. We learn, we develop, we, we grow, we get increased knowledge, um, all of these things. And I feel like there's this maybe a expectation that we have, you know, and uh, this maybe go back, it goes back to Kevin's point about at work, after a certain point, people don't help or people don't seem as open to helping. Like at first, you know, you get there, everybody's like, if you need anything, just ask me. And then after a while, it's just like it cuts off and then no one is asking anymore. Um, I wonder if there's this expectation that we all kind of share globally and universally about, well, it's been in certain amount of time here. Um, they should know or you should not, maybe you shouldn't need help on this, right? But, and I think... I don't know, I think expectation is one of these these um, weights that we carry around with us that makes it, you know, makes it difficult. So kind of, I guess to answer the question, I think we've said a number of them. Um, I think we've said a lot of them, if not all of them. I'm sure there's some other reasons, but I kind of echo all of all of what you guys have said already. And before we get to your pin, Q, I, I wanted to kind of mention some things that came up for me. So we spoke a little bit about mistrust and not feeling you know, that we can trust people or having challenges with trusting. And, and Quan, that was a great example you gave about, um, and, and I was thinking similarly about how we have learned from people. We've learned how to do some things, right? We took a, a lesson that was given to us and we took it with us, right? So when we were very young, we were given this information on how to tie a shoe. And moving forward now as we're older people, we know how to tie a shoe. We trusted that's the way it went. It seemed to work. So we trusted it as, as a lesson learned. So to that end, I wonder if mistrust is learned, right? I wonder if at some point we stopped trusting because, you know, looking at it, it seems like when we were younger, we were more open to trusting, right? When we were younger, things were very different. We, we behave different. We engage different. 
we act differently. Like everything is just different. The way we do things as children and young people. And it's like, as we grow older, we become more aware to, of things and aware to different, you know, uh, constructs and ideas that exist. So I wonder if something like mistrust is something that we pick up. And if so, how do we pick that up? And when do we pick that up? And why do we pick that up? I'm, I'm going to piggyback off that. Wondering if, like, mistrust is taught. Um, I think I told this story on the pod before. I'm not sure, but I think I might have told it. In, I think I might have told it from a different. I, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm just gonna say it again. If I did, sorry guys, but it does tie into what we're talking about now. So I was like 12 or 13 years old, um, and I was going on an overnight trip. Um, I was going to. It was a bus trip to Atlanta. Um, so I had to get up at like I had to get up at like three or four in the morning. Something dumb. Um, and I had to be, I had to be like to the school by like five or six in the morning. And I set an alarm and my alarm, if it went off, I never heard it, never heard it. I normally wake up for my alarm every day, but for this day I didn't. Um, I woke up when I got up, I, I think I had like 20 or 25 minutes to get to the school. I'm scrambling, like get myself together. My mom's not up. My mom's supposed to drive me to school. So I go wake my mom up. Like, mom, I gotta go. Like, why aren't you up? why didn't you wake me up? Like, why didn't you wake me up? It's like, cause I'm not going on a trip. You are. And I'm like, but you knew I had to be up there. Like I would expect you to like be up, get me up, make sure I'm, you know, I'm up to go. She said, you, you, no, at the time she was like, you 13 years old. Like if you got something you need to do, you need to make sure you get it done. You can't depend on anybody. You can't depend on anybody to do anything for you. Granted, I barely, like, I made it for that trip through the skin of my teeth. I mean, like, I got there, the bus was already, like, all the bags were pushed on there, like, just about all the kids were on the bus. Like, I, I barely got there, but, like, I was, you know, I was panicking and frantic the whole time on my way there, and that speech from that day still resonates with me now, you know, this 20-some-odd years later, and that still resonates with me. I still carry that to this day. And again, I, I, you know, I, I work hard not to apply it in situations, but I mean, it's my mom, you know, this is the woman that raised me, you know, it's, I, I kind of find it hard to, not like, my, mama told me not to do this, she told me not to do this. And so, yeah, I, in some instances, yes, it, it can be taught, like it can be taught, like, you know, it was, like, I don't think she she didn't purposely tell me, and I don't think that was the that was the intent of the message she was trying to give me. But the way it's applied, you know, it kind of is applied in that manner. Like, well, you know, you come in my life, you're telling me I can depend on you. Ah, my mom told me not to depend on nobody. Nope, I ain't supposed to depend on nobody. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, you're good to me and all, but I can't depend on you because I was told not to depend on nobody. So, I mean, in some ways, like again, that wasn't the intent of the message, but. You know, it can come off in those manners at times. Right. Hey, thanks for that, Rio. Um, and that's interesting because I feel like that is not very dissimilar from any of us, right? I feel like we will help people. And then there will come a point when, not that we won't help them, but we the offering of help is not as free-flowing. And this goes back to that, you know, Kevin, the job situation of, you know, the first X amount of time, everybody is the, oh, I, just give me a call, just come down by my desk, just, you know, send me an email, I'm happy to help. And then it's not that people aren't necessarily as interested, but they don't 
they don't offer it anymore. And I, I wonder if subconsciously there's this feeling that we get of, huh, I, I guess, I guess no one's helping me anymore. I guess I'm on my own. And then, then that plays on us. We're thinking, huh, well, if they're not asking, maybe they think I should know. And if I don't know it, maybe that's on me. Maybe I need to get it together. And then it kind of sets us down this whole, you know, spiral of, oh, geez, like, who am I? And, and maybe this is where insecurity sets in. Maybe this is where doubt sets in. Maybe this is where all these other things that go on for us set in where we're like, well, I have to perform. And I clearly, if they're not offering for help, I can't ask for help now. So, huh, yeah, I hadn't really processed it that way. I thought about it. Key, what you got? I, I want to um, take this time to um, indulge my pen, if you will. So I'm wondering if, maybe this can be a bit of a conversation here. Is our mm, reluctance to ask for help to be rooted in our identity as an American? Because, say that, because one, we have this idea of exceptionalism, right? Where we are always the exception to the rule, we're the land of the free, and we're the independent, and we're all these different things. And if we look in terms of like history, it's not often or if ever that we've had to depend on anybody else helping us. In, in turn, it's we're always helping somebody else and no one can really tell us what to do, how to do, despite the fact that oftentimes we're like one of the youngest cultures on the face of the planet. Um, and being that I can't speak for other cultures because I'm not part of any other cultures, um, I wonder if that is somehow part of the American psyche is to, you know, asking for help is a sign of weakness because it's not the American way. The American way is you do it on your own, you figure it out, don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't do. Like, we built this country on the ideals of people figuring it out on their own. And they forged out West. They took land that maybe wasn't theirs. They built industry. They did all these different things. And we have built ourselves from our, you know, we've pulled ourselves up from our bootstraps. So that's, that's who we are. That's our identity as Americans. I, I ponder, I, I throw that query out to the, to the floor. I'll jump in. I'll jump in quick. Um, the water's deep. So, and and I'm glad that you said that because what came to me earlier was a, a similar ponderance of we are all black men, which was mentioned mm. before. So I wonder if there are some cultural components, but you know I think I think it's it's you know it's definitely safe to say that everyone doesn't ask for help right there we i don't i think all of us do not ask for help in certain situations and i think they're very specific reasons why in very specific situations we don't ask for help right embarrassment um we feel like we should know insecurities trust blah 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 but you know, that's that's a fantastic you know inquiry and as you put it out there and as you pose it part of me believes that you know i think about um, some of these other cultures that, you know, that we, we know of where there are um, known instances of, as an example, families taking care of families. Like what you do is 
when members of your family get old or you move them into the house. Like that's, it's not a conversation, you know, when you're X amount of years old or what have you, you come to live with your child. Like that's, you stop what you're doing and that's what happens. You take care of the, of the elderly. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, there are other cultures where there's a very collaborative experience, right? There's a very, um, it's, it's a very we-minded mm-hmm. operation. And that's not really America, right? That's not necessarily what the books have spoken about. It's it's definitely I-centric, right? It, it's definitely I need to do this for me. And you know, if I if I support someone on the way, that's because I'm extra awesome. But at the end of the day, it's really about me. I need to take care of myself. I think that's I think that's something. I think you may be on something, Q. I mean, we even struggle um, in terms of like programming, like there, there are debates every so often about like, you know, should we be investing all this money in these social programs that help people? You know, should we allow immigrants into this country? You know, because that's gonna help them. Like it's, it's very strange, like how our mindset is kind of, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's skewed in terms of who we help and why we help. You know what I mean? And it's it's very interesting. Like just the, the entire discussion of like who gets to have rights in this country is about who's getting help and and if they are worth or if there's value in helping them or, or you know, whatnot. So I mean it's it's very interesting. I think it, it just may be part of our identity and our, our national consciousness, which you know, it, it should you know, be addressed because if it if it was, then you know things would be very different. Like like Kevin got something. Yeah. Um I guess on, on that I, I don't wanna the part regarding I guess us letting people into the country and not helping each other in that regard, I, I think there can be some conflation there, um, depending on who you are because I think some people feel like we shouldn't let folks into the country and help them because that is, on the other hand, hurting other folks who are looking for jobs that they feel this perception that the new people coming in are going to be taking opportunities from people who already live here. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Um, so I just wanted to make sure we point that out. Um, you know, we may have folks who, who feel that way or or – I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm not saying that's a stance that the podcast is taking. I'm just saying that that's, that that sentiment is out there. Um, so um, outside of that, yeah, I, I do think there are instances sometimes where folks will actively not help. Um, and where that comes from, you know, who knows? It could be, um, you know, I picked my own self up by my bootstraps. You should be able to do it too. Um, it could be jealousy it could be race it could be um you know you don't like that gender it could be a number of things um and these all kind of play into not to say that that part is more prevalent but when those items do happen where you know maybe there was opportunity for someone in a position of power to help someone who was less you know positioned and then they don't it makes the folks who are already reluctant to ask for help makes them more reluctant to ask for help again because they're, they've seen an example of, oh, well, that's why I don't ask them for help anyway. Um, you know, some people could say, and I don't want to say this to discourage any of our people of faith who follow the podcast, but um, a lot of people turn to 
prayer, turn to preachers, ministers, um, priests, perhaps, for help. And then, you know, that stuff happens in the church, in the Catholic church. And it's like, ah, that's why I don't ask for help anyway. You know, like there's a number of things um, centered in fear or centered perhaps in, 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 in teachings that have been passed down, kind of to Rio's point, um, where people, it, it makes people reluctant to ask for help. And then, you know, if you have that mindset, um, you can find yourself in a space where you're just, you know, things are just perper- perpetuating that continual thought of, you know, what, that's why I don't do that anyway. I'm just going to ride this out. And um, and the more we do that to ourselves, um, the harder sometimes it is to get through things, you know. So it, it, it takes uh, practice, I think, to to begin to depend on the people you, you trust in your life um, and whether that's a couple people and, and you happen to be kind of lucky and, and blessed in that way, or whether that's just one or two people, um, you know, it's good to find that person. And maybe, maybe it's somebody you have to hire, you know, maybe you have to find a therapist um, to have that person you feel comfortable confiding in, but you got to find somebody. Um, Cause like I said, you know, this, this, this thing called life is hard uh, to do if you just do it by yourself. So. Indeed. Indeed. I think, um, kind of alluding back to a previous episode, I don't, um, I do not particularly believe that humans are meant to be isolated and alone. Um, we are meant to to function in conjunction with each other. I know I'll do some fun words there together, so you're welcome. Um, so it's by nature, yeah, I, I, this is a stretch. By nature, we're designed to help. But it's by um, socialization that we learn how to help, or whom to help, or when to help. Um, yeah. Uh, let me clean that up a little bit. Yeah, does man? I I've got one. I'm good. Okay. Right. Um, I. Th- I think it may be more accurate to say we are built to coexist. We're designed to coexist. And it seems like some of the teaching that we get along the way goes against that. Mm. Stronger stance than I took. So let me test that theory. Oh, Kev with Tess. Get your pencils who, ready. Who thinks, or not who thinks, but why do we believe that we were designed to coexist? I would offer that, ideally, for the sheer fact that we cannot we cannot exist on our own. Right? As independent as we all are, we need someone else. Let's look at the propagation of the race. Of race. Of, of culture. Of people. Of the human race. by yourself. Mankind. Yeah can't do it by yourself right so i think there is i think there's a, a biology to this uh coexistence um if two halves didn't make a whole <laughs> you wouldn't need both halves right sure but if it was a whole to begin with then i'm not sure that 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 logic would apply right so i'm saying this right so like obviously to continue the existence of, of people, people have to procreate, they have to come together, a couple, etc. 
there's nothing that says that you have to remain a couple, right? Like many sure. animals, insects in the animal kingdom or whatever, they come together one time for mating season and then they leave the rest of their lives separate. You know what I mean? So, um, but I, and I think to your point, I think the biggest piece of that, and I think the biggest piece of that is that they have to come together. Right. But does because, that mean, right. So that, that interdependence, I guess, to sustain a race, I think is different than coming together because you need assistance fair. or help. Absolutely. I, I will, I will, one thousand percent accept that that was lofty. That was a that was a, a, a weak one. And, and, and no, 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 and no. I, and I love it, it. No, but you're right, absolutely. And so I will say, but I stand behind my my stance. I think because the truth is, and I think this is unfortunately where we really see it, because I think we get stuck in this this spiral of trying to do things by ourselves, and we realize we can't. Right, which is why I believe wholeheartedly that we are designed to not operate independently. I don't think there's any reality where we can really function on our own input solely because we don't know enough by ourselves, right? That's the, we know only what we know. We only have our one perspective. So if you take any situation, you may get it right or, or, or succeed in a certain way or to a certain extent on your own without the ability to kind of process through a thought or, or, uh, compare it to something else being another person's perspective being another example of a thing there's no way to figure out how to test how to measure whether or not what you know is solid enough or solid solid in a way that's going to be beneficial so and and coexistence is not even it doesn't even necessarily need to be you and me together forever it's not even that i think but i think in this world i think in life there is a need, a, a gravitational need for for people, for species to combine, to connect. That's how ideas come together. That's how you know conversations and dialogues they have. That's how needles are moved to different directions. My opinion. This could, and honestly, I, I'll accept that this is you know just me and my optimism. But there's no there's no situation that I can think of where where independence is a thing that can re like just one one solitary unit doing this thing and like being like like substantial and self-sustaining and just kind of you know thriving and flourishing or where that solitary unit could not be better or better benefited by adding something else to that full or to that that uh, experience i was going to throw in the fact that um many of our animal friends do actually exhibit levels of community so you have like schools of fish lions have like their pride and you have a lot of different examples where even in nature you have a sense of community like i just had to spray my my door frame because i had like a wasp nest and a hornet's nest so again like these are examples of like things in nature that do kind of coexist in this assistance driven helping each other kind of sustain life you know kind of framework beyond just like you know fucking and making babies like they actually like you know have a hierarchy of you know society if you will but they have societies so i mean i think it's more more natural than maybe we kind of give it credit for and i mean even like dogs like or 
or any animal like they they've done studies where like animals can actually relight empathy for other animals so it may come across another of its own injured and may respond in a certain way as opposed to you know just kind of walking past it like it doesn't exist like oh well i'm not looking so i'm out like it might be like oh i might need to protect you or i might need to like mourn with you or, or any number of things but there is like a, a level of like dependence if you will on another being let me draw and let me drop one one last thing um around this and just as q thank you for that and as you were speaking something else came to me i think a lot of what makes sense is we connect i think one of the reasons that we people connect to other people is we often use others as a measure for ourselves right so i think there are a lot of instances where we may see some of ourselves in someone else or someone else is going through a thing that resonates with us in a certain way or we may connect to an experience and i think that speaks to a connection right so you know seeing seeing someone from my my neighborhood maybe um you know going to my high school that you know was maybe maybe kind of doing the same thing i was or maybe they want to get into the same profession that i do it might be something like you know what young person yeah, let's talk. You know, let's 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 get lunch. Let's you know, let, let me sit down and talk to you about a thing. And and, but I think there are different reasons why we connect, right? Even if it's for, selfishly for ourselves to make ourselves feel better, to kind of make us ourselves feel valuable or like we're contributing to this this bigger picture around us. And I, I acknowledge that everyone isn't necessarily a fan of that. That's not something everyone really enjoys. But I think there is this connection, even even if it's if it's the feeling is is a super positive or super negative we can connect right like there are people that we actively don't like because they represent all of this whatever this negativity blah 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 but we're still connecting with them in a way because because they bring up they evoke emotion they bring up something for us so connection doesn't necessarily have to be like a great wonderful hand-holdy kumbaya thing like i think it's it's connection is some kind of force that maybe brings x and y together that that brings things together well said thanks kind of put a nice little little shroud around that force nature so i i have another piece that i'd like to pose oh it feels so uh so adventurous so I guess we've known each other for a number of years, um, decades at this point. Um, like, that's about to get weird. No, 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 it's not. Uh, I don't think so. What is it about us that makes us ask each other for help? Mm. Go there's first. a, oh, oh go, ahead. go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead, go ahead. Um, there's, there's commonality um that's come from us being around each other learning about each other um developing i guess the commonality is what starts it you know this is someone who shares some trait in in common with me um and i think you build comfort from that and then from there i think over the years we we've built we've done the work to build the trust um and whether the work is 
you know, consistently showing up to be at Fellas Friday back in the day or consistently doing something to be, um, to show, you know, hey, I needed you. Let's be there. Um, it's time to go uh, at this time. I'm, I'm there for you. Um, yo, something just happened that was crazy in my life and one of us happened to be there or all of us happened to be there uh, for the other. Um, you know, time built that bond, um, shared experiences, you know, us being there for each other when, when shit does go wrong, like shit happens. Um, so I, I think those things, um, which start from the original space of like, all right, there's something dope about this person, you know, who knows what the item is. Um, but then, you know, you start from that original place of, of, of a common interest or, or a shared experience. And then, you know, it's up to the people to hopefully show up and be there. Right. Cause like, if we didn't, have each other's back if we weren't there for each other it's unlikely that we would be here you know some almost 20 years later um you know doing what we do taking trips and spending time with each other's families um you know so i I think we did the work over time and um here we are yeah i think for me it took um you know getting to to find myself alone in that really dark place and then realizing that I didn't have I I didn't have to be there, um, or I shouldn't have been there, um, and then kind of looking around and saying like you know who who are the people I can lean on, you know if if times get tough who are the opinions that I, I value, who are the people that I can call on and will be there, you know not just people that I I want to be there but like people that. I can reach out to and actually, you know, show up when it matters most. Um, and then, you know, having the understanding that, you know, kind of like we discussed earlier, is that this these lives we have aren't meant to be like ours to ourselves all on our own. Like I, I, I realized I needed a support system. And, you know, I needed to be able to invest myself into that and also be able to, you know, sometimes take a load off and and be able to um, ask for help, ask for guidance, ask for support, you know, um, to get through some of the more complicated and, and difficult times that, that happen in life. Um, so, so for me, it's, it's like part of my own development and growth to, to be a better person is that I need to be able to, you know, facilitate these engagements with people that, I value highly who feel the same about me and that we can support and continue to grow and push each other. You got some real? Uh, for me, it was kind of like, I, 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 it felt like, uh, like taking a risk. Um, you know, the experiences we've had, the thing, the things that I know I've personally went through and, you know, the, 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 that cliche saying of, Yo, like I'm here if you need me, you know. I would hear that from all of you guys, um, and you know, for a while I'd be like, yeah, I appreciate that, and would just be like, yeah, no, no, like I hear you guys, but no. And um, you know, uh, there were there, there was a time I, you know, I felt my like I had my back really against the wall, and um, it was another one of those situations like, yo, we got your back if you need us, like we're here. And um, I did the uncomfortable thing. I took a risk. And um, 
you guys ended up doing exactly what you said, like to the T. Um, and from then on, you know, trust was built and, um, you know, the bond got tighter, you know, with, uh, you know, with each and every one of you guys. Um, so, yeah, some, I mean, to Quan's point, like, yeah, like it was like to get put in a tight spot, like that's what helped, I guess, that that's what helped me grow as a person and, and, and learn to, you got to let your defenses down sometimes, like you got to let your guard down sometimes because you, you honestly can't do it alone, like as much as you want to and as much as, you know, you may believe you have to, you honestly don't. Everybody out here is not against you. You do, you know, you do encounter genuine people that when they tell you they're here for you, they actually are with, you know, without any ulterior motives or, you know, personal gain. And, and you know, that's something I, I you know, I, I got from each and every one of you guys. So, um, yeah. Hey, Warren, before you go, I want to jump back in because, you know, it's, it's kind of a beautiful thing, what you just said there, uh, Rio and. And it's, it's interesting to put it into perspective. Oh, I hope it's interesting um, for folks to hear. But, you know, it's often, um, you know, we think we're this extra strong person, or at least we try to be. We may not think we are, but we try to be in the sense of where we were, speaking for myself and I think to Rio and to everyone. That's kind of set the sentiment that, you know, there's, I think in the beginning or at some point when you're younger, you have this belief that you can figure it all out, or that you can get through the times. And um, as Quan mentioned, as Rio mentioned, um, happened to me also um, when things are darkest um, and, 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 and you know the situation is bleak and you don't have a clue um, it is those times when um, when uh, you, you gotta be your strength actually comes from you seeking the help or, or accepting the help right like you may not even still be strong enough to ask but you know at that point it's like I don't know what the emotion is that I'm trying to describe, Warren. You might know, but like, you know, there may be no other way to get you out of that moment except to accept the help from your friend or to ask from from help from from your friends or somebody you depend on. And um, you know, Rio said it, Quan said it. I've I've been there too, where it's just like, look, man, I've been trying to do this. You know, oftentimes I'm I'm still uh uh like this now, or I could be better. Um. And you guys will say, well, damn, like, how long have you been dealing with this? <laughs> like, what's going on? How come you didn't ask sooner? And um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm still a work in progress. But it's often, for me, the exact darkest moments where it's like you I, – I cannot figure it out. You guys have been there to, to have my back to carry me through. And, um, you know, that's something I'll, I'll appreciate till, uh, till my final days out here. But, um, yeah, definitely appreciate you guys for that. What about you, Warren? Um. So interestingly for me, it's I think it's a little bit different. Um, so what what is it about you all that has made me as vulnerable and, and comfortable as I am? I realized, and I think I, as I I don't know that I thought about it like this until this conversation here. Um, what I notice is I wanted to open up because of the good times we had right so 
you know, we always talk about the Fridays. We talk about, you know, the going to dinners. We talk about, you know, playing basketball. We talk about just kind of being in X place, just getting into a conversation about whatever. And I think for me, I think that's that's the thing. If I can connect to folks when I'm feeling like I'm feeling good, I'm feeling 100%, it makes me more inclined to to be comfortable to tell them the other side of the coin, right? Um, and, I, and I guess kind of looking at how emotions really fall and how feelings fall, I think you know, I think we, when we feel, we feel hard often. Um, and thinking about, you know, the times that we, you know, just just like we did all of the things, like the things that we've done over the past number of years, um, the connection, like I've, it, like you, you all are family to me, right? So just kind of feeling the way this family, this family is and kind of supports my, supports me and supports each other. Like that's, like that is, that's gold. As far as I'm concerned, like I, I couldn't ask for anything, you know, uh, better than that from you, from you guys. Um, and it makes it comfortable. It makes it easy for me to like in that that area of support, just knowing that, you know, these people can share with me very authentically, very genuinely. Like I, I can ask for help. And interestingly, and I guess, you know, as you all know, I, I'm not necessarily a person that asks for, asks for help. But I don't ask for help because I don't know that I need it. But when I do feel that I am in a place that I do need support, I come. I come here, right? This is I go to you. And, you know, obviously I have some other people as well, but you're definitely people that I am. I'm open with about things. So, to, I guess you know, putting a bone on it, um, the fact that we were able to share like these positive and and like real authentic feelings together made it easier for me to share the other side of the things. Speaking of sharing, do you mind if I share that infamous tale between you and I about keeping you inside this this fold of brotherhood? Sure. And if it goes awry, you can edit it out. I mean, it's edit it out. <laughs> So for our, our dear listeners, there was a time way back when in the infancy of this, this grand fellas five thing where um, our, our dear friend, our um, elder statesman, if you will, um, was on the fence more or less of this, this grouping, this collective, um, mainly due largely in part to his nature of just being alone and by himself, being that that solitudinal person who likes to be alone, that likes to have fun and have good times and then aimlessly walk into the darkness and find his way home, alone, mind you. So it had come to pass, if you will, on a number of occasions, we had some events that we were getting together at and there were numerous invitations and we were trying to get everybody involved and we were really trying to bring all this together. And for one reason or another, the five of us couldn't always get together, right? It was like four of us for the most part, but there was always like that question of like, you know, is this person going to show up? And if they do, are they going to stay? Like, you know, are we, 
are they in? Are they in here? Or are they like, you know, one foot in, one foot out, like yada yada yada. So um it 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 all came to a head one faithful night. Um it was our, our men's giving and it was um it was important that we all be there. We all had, you know, all sorts of things going on, but we we made it a priority that we all be there. Except for one of us who had to work. So being the the kind of friend I am, I'm not even gonna say good friend, not gonna say great friend, not even gonna say anything else. I'm gonna say being the kind of friend that I am. I took a plate to my friend's job. Now obviously you know I'm talking about Warren here. I took a plate to his job and I proceeded to berate him on not being at this event. I don't even know if I shared this with the rest of you guys, but I berated Warren at his job about not being at something that he said he was going to be at. And I told him specifically, he said, you know, other people have marriages and kids and we all got jobs, but we all figured out a way to fucking be there except for you. So either our jobs and our families and all our other shit is not important or as important as your job is or your job is more important than everybody else's shit that's, that they got going on. And that's not the case. So you got to get your shit together and you got to fix it because you've already fucked up. So I really went on it. And I'll even go a step further. I think I followed up with maybe the next day or later in that week came to his job again and I took him home and berated him the entire car ride home. Similar fashion. But what happened in this conversation that he actually opened up and said, you know, I've had, I've struggled with opening up to people and being honest and vulnerable with people. And this is new for me and I want to do better. And in those conversations, in those moments, there was a lot of learning that happened for both of us because what we were on the verge of creating with this fellas five, you know, is a family, is that collective of people where you can be yourself, where you can be vulnerable, where you can have flaws, where you can ask for help, where you don't have to feel alone. And whether or not it is your comfort zone to want to watch, you know, vampire movies on New Year's Eve by yourself. That's a choice that you have, that you make, but that's not your only choice. You always have a place to come to. You always have somebody to talk to. We have a group chat where if one person reaches out, you got four other people. One of those four people is going to reach out to you at any given point in time. And there's always somebody that's there for you. And there's always somebody's going to have something different for you. We don't all think the same. We don't all speak the same voice. You know, so getting perspectives, getting, you know, whatever you need, you can typically find it within this group. And so we've all, through this process, have had to learn how do we use this resource that we now have. And it's been quite a journey and experience for all of us. I mean, you know, the, the pod doesn't know this, but like I won't put out that I had cancer. You guys were the only people I told 
other than blue balls are actually wet. But like that was the purpose of it for me. Not like I didn't go out and get, try to get cancer because I was like, I'm, I'm going to prove a point. No, that wasn't what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, you know, things that were serious and that were near and dear and that were like super critical and important to me, I could only trust with certain people. And it's important to be able to create something like that and have that. And I think maybe at first we didn't all see the value in that, but I think now looking back on it, that's invaluable for all of us because we've all gone through these really dark moments where it was like, damn, if we didn't have this, as the kids say now, sheesh, <laughs> no. Because I know if I didn't have it, I probably wouldn't be here. I know if other people didn't have it, they probably wouldn't even be where they are currently, physically or geographically or, or any other thing else. So, you know, I want to share that story. Hope I didn't go too far askew for you, sir. I know I don't. I know you, you get very protective over your identity and personality and whatnot. Yes, so I'm gonna, you know, infringe upon your your delicacies. That was that was appropriate. I appreciate the uh, the, the take the take back to uh you know times of of, of long ago. Two right. things I will add to that. Um, the first one is let the record state that the reason that I was so on the fence in some situations before is that I didn't have a car. Ain't nobody trying to hear that shit. And I'm I'm telling my side of the story. Right. And we would start partying like, you know, eight, nine o'clock. So after an hour and a half, I'm like, yeah, I need to go home because public transportation stops running and everybody else kind of lived near around where we were hanging out. So it seemed selfish to say, hey, take me home. Yeah. So that was just that was just one thing. All right, that was one. The other thing is let the record show that I quit my job, the job that uh, Quan visited and uh, gave me these uh, berations, as uh, he so eloquently spoke of. Um, yeah, that job did. I mean, I think it was very, very well put. The, the short of it is I was not in a place where I was focusing on what were my priorities or what I what were what was important to me. Right. So I had to learn. I had to adjust. I had to make changes that were needed for me and for a number of reasons that was one of the best decisions that i made um so yeah but with that anyone have any final thoughts you want to take us home with i am uh i'm happy that kwan is beginning to consistently just just call it a family it is what it is right like it walks like a duck <laughs> oh, it talks like a God. duck you. you know it's a duck so <laughs> You know, we, we, we're a family. If, if Chris was here, he'd tell you we're a family. Um, we're brothers. And, um, you know, we, we, uh, we do brotherly family things. And um, it's, it's just good that he's, he's beginning to accept it and, and, and just call it what it is. Um, I guess my final thoughts would be, uh, you know, once you find your tribe, um, you know, lean on them and, uh, and be there for them. Um, you know, this, this, this friendship, uh, this 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 family bond that we've built over the years, uh, I wouldn't trade it. Um, you know, it's it's you know it's one thing to be a parent and to see your kid grow up, but to see your kid kind of build his own bonds uh, within your bonds <laughs> with the with the folks that you care about, um, and and to him enjoy time and to laugh and 
it's a beautiful thing, man. I, I uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not much like, and not saying it's like the single greatest thing in the world, but it, it's right up there. So, um, you know, if you find people that you care about that there's that trust you can build and you can go through the ups and downs. You can like, as Warren said, you can, you can celebrate the wins and the good times together and you can commiserate and be there for each other in the bad times. Um, it, it's not much like it. And, uh, so yeah, you know, I think we do a good job of letting each other know that we appreciate each other and love each other, but you know, it's, it's a good group. And, um, I look forward to, uh, to the future with these guys. I'll, uh, hop in real quick. I uh, appreciate those sentiments, Kev, always. Um, I'm going to say this, right? So I, I, at one point, I got myself, I can admit it, into a little bit of trouble um, in a group text. And I think the, the sentiment was mistaken, right? And was um, maybe misinterpreted. So just to clarify things, I believe that everybody, has the opportunity to to build their own fellas five right the fellas five is a beautiful thing it's what it's what we share and what we have going on however that doesn't mean that you listening right now can't have your own fellas five now you're not going to have you know kev Quan, warren chris mario but you might have people that are your own fellas five and I would encourage you to do, to do the work to establish and build that because as you've heard us all say, like, we help each other. In a world where it is difficult to ask for help within this collective, within this, you know, larger extended family of, of peoples, like, help is constantly just moving about. You know, we're always lifting each other up. And so... It's, it's certainly not easy. It can be uncomfortable at times, but it's worth the energy and the effort to build that, that fellas five for yourself. So I encourage everybody to do it on their own. Um, y'all can go on trips. There's, there's all sorts of things that y'all can do together. I mean, but like, don't just copy us. Like we, we're just us, right? We're doing what, what feels right to us. Whatever you feel right for you is what you do. And who knows, maybe we'll run into you guys on one of our numerous trips, one of our escapades across the globe, and we can sit down at a table for 10 or two tables of five, and we can talk about, you know, share life experiences and whatnot. But I encourage everybody, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. You, you'll find it's actually surprisingly natural, and it's part of your growth and development and maturity. And that's all I got. I'm going to pass the mic. I mean, I would say, you know, to your sentiments going, ask for help. Still be cautious, though. Because everybody is not out there genuinely to help you. I don't want to necessarily put a damper on things because you guys have been so positive and so great. And I don't want to be the one to be like, oh, no, don't do this. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. Um but no, yeah, asking for help is definitely a good thing. Um, you definitely can learn and grow from the assistance and perspective of other people. So I definitely think that's something you should do. Um, just be mindful of of who you do that with. That's the only thing I can say. I, I, I can say that I, I am very cautious with 
who I decide to ask for help from or who I decide to learn and grow from. So, um, yeah, I think that's the only thing, the only thing I, I got to add, guys. All right. Um, so some one of the things, one of the very wise and wonderful things that my mother has uh, said is no man is an island. And as it turns out, those are um, that's a title of a song by Joan Baez. So I'm going to take us out by reading a few of the lyrics. No man is an island. No man stands alone. Each man's joy is joy to me. Each man's grief is my own. We need one another, so I will defend. Each man is my brother. Each man is my friend. When I help my brother, then I know that I plant the seed of friendship that will never die. So we're wired for connection, right? I think we, we talked about this already tonight. Um, you know, I, I, I firmly believe that we people are connected, right? We, we need others. We cannot... We don't do as well by ourselves as we do with someone else. Um, someone in your in your in your corner, on your team, by your side, at your back, you know, leading the way. Um, so, while it may be very difficult to ask for help sometimes, while it may be difficult to, you know, feel the connection um, with someone else, know that there is there is the opportunity for connection that exists. Know that. You are not alone. You may feel things that you think only you are carrying. You are not alone in that. Um, you know, shared shared joy is shared joy, and shared pain is shared pain, right? So, I think you know what I, I'd like my takeaway to be for the night is just know that you are not alone, and that there is someone that will reach a hand out and help you. Um, Someone somewhere will help you. You are never, ever alone. Yeah. And with that, this has been another episode of the Fellas Five podcast. You can find us where most podcasts are heard. You can follow us on uh, the, the grams of Insta. You can uh, catch us on the, the emails. We love you. We, uh, we are your friends. We'll be here for you. So reach out to us. We've got you.